Hello there and welcome to Impact Podcast. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 declares the man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. This podcast exists to build lives and empower destinies through the breaking of the bread of the word of God through the very many insightful and impactful teachings that will be featured on the podcast. Our aim is to see lives built and destinies impacted to the end that kingdom come. We're glad that you're here. I pray that you'll be blessed by today's teaching and every other episode that we will be featured while you're here. Please do well to subscribe, like, share, and make sure that you do not just benefit alone, but also have other people benefit from what you'll be hearing today. And now to today's episode. Sit back and relax and enjoy what we have for you today. God bless you. Hello friends and welcome to today's episode of Impact Podcast. I am delighted that you're here today. My name is Pastor George and as always, I'm happy that you're here and it's my pleasure to spend the next few minutes of your time as we break the bread of God's word. I pray as always that you're blessed today by what we're going to be sharing with you. Today we're going to be looking at the what is entitled the fruitful relationship. The fruitful relationship. From that, it suggests that there are some kinds of relationship that may not be fruitful necessarily. That's right. In fact, biology does not leave us in want as to some kinds of relationship uh, depending on their level of fruitfulness, whether or not they are fruitful or not. In biology, we're taught about uh, relationships like symbiotic relationship or even parasitic relationship depending on their benefits or mutual benefits or lack of it. And so we're looking at the fruitful relationship as God would have, would like for us to have his children. And our text will be taken from John chapter 15 and in verse 5. And I pray once again that you are blessed even as you have chosen to listen to today's episode. You ready? Now let's go into his word. In John chapter 15 and verse 5, the Bible reads, I am the vine. In you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is um, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the vine, he says, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. And then he adds a very interesting. Uh, remark here. It says, for apart from me, you can do absolutely nothing. There is a phrase that catches my fancy when we read this text. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. But then it says, whoever abides in me, abides in me. What does that mean? What did Jesus Christ mean or meant when he said, abide in me? And let's begin our discussion. You must understand, dear friends, that one of Jesus' most vivid and powerful illustration for the believer's relationship with him is the vine and the branches. Just as branches can only bear fruit if they abide in the vine. So, the only way believers can glorify the Father through its through fruitful living or through fruitful lives is by abiding in Jesus. 
The verse we read earlier is where Jesus prepares his disciples for his imminent death and departure by instructing them uh, about their calling and mission as his disciples and emphasizing their absolute dependence on him. That's what he was doing, emphasizing their absolute dependence on him. Now, friends, what the vine and branches metaphor means is what I want to look at a little bit. This is a metaphor. So what does this vine and branches metaphor really mean? This picture, it's a rich metaphor that needs unpacking, I believe. The vine is Jesus. The vine is Jesus. Why we, the believers, the disciples, are the branches. The Father, Jesus says, is the vine dresser. Again, the vine is Jesus. We, the believers, all the disciples, are the branches. And according to Jesus, the Father is the vine dresser. We'll see in verse 1. That is, this gardener, this vine dresser, it's this gardener who tends the branches. He prunes the fruitful branches. Why? So they will bear much fruit. In verse 2, he says, and takes away the unfruitful branches, throwing them into the fire, as we'll see in verse 2 and verse 6. The unfruitful branch appears to be uh, nominal disciples, I will say, people who outwardly follow Jesus for a time, but fail to bear fruit. Now, I want you to think, for example, of Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot, he followed Jesus for a while. But of course, uh, we know how his life ended. The food we are called to bear, dear friends, uh, uh, probably includes both fruit of transformed Christian life, similar to the fruit of the Spirit, as we'll see in Galatians chapter 5, uh, in verse uh, 22 to 23. Also, it includes the fruitfulness in evangelism, as we'll bear witness to Jesus and his work. So this fruit could be the fruit of a transformed character, a transformed Christian life, similar to the fruit of the Spirit. And of course, the fruit will bear when we begin to bear witness of Jesus Christ. Now, what does it mean to abide? What does it mean to abide? What does this really mean? Uh, to abide in Jesus as branches, as branches in the vine. I believe that there are three things that I implied in, uh, in the instruction to abide in him. Number one is that of connection, connection, connection. Number two is that of dependence. Number three is that of continuance. So we're going to look at con- uh, connection. Dependence and continuance. Now, I don't think of these, I don't want you to think of these three things as three different successive steps. No, but you think of them as three interwoven aspects of abiding. They're not successive steps. In other words, that you do one and then you go to the other and then to the next. They're not progressive in that sense, but they are three interwoven aspects of abiding woven together number one let's look at connecting with jesus connection with jesus abiding in jesus first of all means having a life-giving connection to him a life-giving connection to him 
A branch is connected to the vine and the vine to the branch. A branch is connected to the vine and a vine to the branch. I'll say it again. A branch is connected to the vine and a vine to the branch. This is what theologians frequently uh, describe as a union with Christ. Union with Christ, the union with Christ. I want you to notice that this connection or this union is mutual. It's mutual. The vine in the branch and the branch in the vine. The vine in the branch and the branch in the vine. The branch in the vine and the vine in the branch. It's mutual union with Christ. We abide in him and he abides in us. And we see in verse 4, the Bible read in verse 4, John, John chapter 15 and says, Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. <laughs> except it abide in the vine. No more, he says, can you except you abide in me. If there is no connection, Dear friends, there is no life, and there is no life, there is no fruit. If there is no connection, there is no life, and if there is no life, then there is absolutely no fruit that can come out. Number two, dependence on Jesus. Number one, it's connection with Jesus. Number two, is dependence on Jesus. Abiding also implies dependence. Dependence, dependence. This aspect of abiding, unlike connection, uh, it's not reciprocal. Yes, it's not a give and take. It's not neutral. It's not reciprocal. The branch is dependent here on the vine, absolutely. But the vine is not dependent. So the branch is dependent on the vine, and the, but the vine is not dependent on the branch. That's the difference with this. The branch derives its life and power from the vine. Without the vine, it implies that the branch is useless, lifeless, and powerless. Mm. Understand clearly that in this kind of relationship, the full dependence on Jesus, the branch derives its life and power from the vine. Without the vine, the branch is again useless, lifeless, and powerless. All right, the sap flows from the vine to the branch. You must understand that sap flows from the vine to the branch, supplying it with minerals and nutrients that makes it to grow. So, if that connection is not there, then there will not be that flow of the sap, the nutrients, and uh, the minerals it needs to grow. And believers, dear friends, we also, like the vine and the, and the branch relationship, receive sap of the, of the grace of Christ or of Christ's grace. Through our life, uh, a given connection to Him, we are completely dependent upon Jesus for everything that counts as spiritual fruit. That's what verse 4 says. He said, apart from Him, we can do absolutely nothing. So our dependence on him, upon Jesus, uh, it's what produces that. It is, it is that that gives us the ability to bear fruit, complete and absolute dependence on Jesus for everything. 
That is what counts as spiritual fruit. He says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. Connection with Jesus, dependence upon Jesus. And number three, continuance with Jesus. Not only are we connected to him, not only are we fully dependent with him, but there is uh, the other angle, which is the continuance with Jesus. Abiding also involves continuance, you must understand. In fact, the word abide in the Greek, it's the word meno. That's what it means in the Greek lexicon, which means to remain or to stay or to continue to remain. It's the word menu in the Greek, and it means to remain, to stay, or to continue. For example, in John chapter 1, verse 38 and 39, two of Jesus' disciples, I remember the two disciples of Jesus, who first encountered him and asked him, where are you staying? Where do you stay? Where are you staying? What are they trying to do? They wanted to know where Jesus made his residence, his place of abode, where he resided. And the word staying is the same word translated abide in John chapter 15. To abide means to reside. To reside, to abide means to continue to stay or to remain. To reside, to continue, to stay or to remain. Now, this shows us that, that, that this shows that another aspect of abiding in Jesus is remaining in Jesus, remaining continuation or continuance and don't just depend, but remain continuing in Jesus. This simply means that we go on trusting, we continue to trust that, that we keep on depending, that we go on trusting, that we keep on depending, that we never stop believing, go on trusting. Trusting on him, keep on depending on him and never stop believing. To abide in Jesus is to persevere in Jesus and in his teachings. This is what Jesus is talking about in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, when he says, If you abide in my word, John 8, 31 and 32, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And he goes and says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth does not get you set you free unless. You abide in him and his words abide in you. Mm, if you abide in me, my words, if you abide in my words, sorry, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So in summary, uh, to abide in the vine means to one, to be united with Jesus, which is connection. Two, to rely on Jesus, which is dependence. And three, to remain in Jesus, which is continuance. All right, now let me ask a question here. Is abiding for all believers? You may want to ask also, is abiding for all believers? And uh, this is, this is, uh, uh, you must understand that in one sense, Jesus, Jesus' description of abiding seems to be an all or nothing deal. If someone abides in him, his love and his words, this proves that they are his disciples. To not abide in him and in his love and word is to show that one is not a disciple at all. So, to be a believer 
their friends is to abide. But also, on the other hand, abide is a command. We'll see in verse 4. It's a command. Jesus tells us to abide in him and to abide in his love. This he says in verse, in verse 9, he says, As the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Command. Continue ye in my love. It is something we have to do. So, is abiding in Jesus something that is true of believers? I think it is simpler and closer to the text and to say that abiding, like faith itself, is a relative truth of all Christians, but also an experience that we grow into by degrees, an experience that we grow into by degrees. It is not that some Christians abide and some don't. And some people have tried to suggest sometimes uh, that some Christians abide and some don't. Uh, not necessarily so. It is not that they do that, but it's something that there is a place for growth in it in degrees. Yeah. It's an experience, and, 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 and if you believe in Jesus, you are in him. You are united to him, no doubt. You are connected to his life-given branch. However, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, you can experience the, real, the reality of this connection to Jesus more and more and more. There is a place for more. There is a place for growth. There is a place for more of the experience you experience in Jesus. So, don't just have the experience once, but you can go from level to level, from glory to glory, the Bible says. that You can become more fruitful. There are degrees of fruitfulness. The passage not only speaks of bearing fruit, but the passage also talks about bearing more fruit. In verse 2, more fruit. And then in verse 8, it says, much fruit. That connotes degrees of growth, degrees of fruitfulness. Uh, that you don't just get the fruit by connecting to him, but there are degrees you can grow. That would depend on you, the one who is abiding. How much do you want out of this relationship? <laughs> you can enjoy more. That is why Jesus says that these things have I spoken to you that my joy may be full in you and that your joy may be full. These things in verse 11 of John 15 have I spoken to you that my joy may be full in you. That's my desire. May be full. So for something to be full means that there is a possibility of it not being full. Mm. Yeah, this is basically for something to be full, there is a possibility of it of it being empty or not being full. And it goes on to say, and that your joy, your joy may be full also. That my joy, Jesus said, may be full in you, but also that your personal joy will also be full. In other words, that you keep pursuing to attain that level, of, that level sorry, or height of being full. 
He not only wants us to have joy, but he wants us to have full joy, full joy. You can prophesy that to yourself, that I will have full joy. I will have full joy. I will have full joy. And you can be more like Jesus. You can experience the sweetness, the power, and the joy of your connection to him in greater proportion, in greater degrees, as you grow in an ongoing daily dependence on him. Dependence on him, dependence on him, what we call in theology uh, uh, the union with Christ. Uh, all believers can also know communion with him in greater or lesser degrees. And then finally, how do you abide? How do we abide? How do we abide? Now that leads to, this is how, how to abide. If you're abiding in Jesus involves an ongoing daily dependence on him. What does that look like for me, for you and I? Jesus himself tells us we abide in him by letting his words abide in us. He says in verse 7, and by abiding in his love. How you abide by letting his words abide in us, and you know, in verse seven, as we say in verse seven, and by abiding in his love. To put it simple, abiding in Jesus doesn't require advancing beyond the gospel to something else. It has to be within the limit of his word. It doesn't demand a crisis decision or a mystical experience. This is what it means. It means keeping the words of Jesus in our hearts and mind. Keeping the words of Jesus in our hearts and mind so that they are renewing and reviving us. So that they are renewing and reviving us. Shaping and sanctifying us. Feeling and forming us. Keeping the words of Jesus in our hearts and mind. Why? So that they are renewing and reviving us, shaping and sanctifying us, forming us and feeling us. And it means keeping ourselves in his infinite, enduring, heart-conquering, life-given love. This is the fruitful relationship. This is the fruitful relationship that has a man with him, that has a stay with him, that has a continually depend on him, connection with him, dependence, total dependence on him, and continuance with, with him, continuing in his word and continuing in his love, allowing his love to form a find a resting place in our life and heart. His word resting with us uh, will begin to experience, experience renewal and revival and shaping and sanctifying and feeling and forming of virtues in us. Keeping ourselves infinitely connected to him. 
And if that is our stance, we definitely will bear fruit. Not only fruit, but more fruit. Not only more fruit, but much fruit. And to the end that our joy will be full. I pray for you today, dear friend, that the hand of God will rest upon you. May he take you from glory to glory. That as you continue this quest, this hunger, this thirst of looking for him and seeking after him, that as you stay hungry for his word and stay hungry for his love and allow his love and word fire root in your life. I decree, I pray for you that you will experience the fullness of his joy, the fullness of his love, that this love will flow from you to generations around you. It will flow from you to lives around you. It will flow from you to families around you. For the Bible declares that the day he who believes in me, he says, out of you shall flow, shall flow, shall flow rivers, 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 not streams, not trickles, but rivers of living water. May this living water flow from you. Before it can flow from you, it has to flow into you. Before it can flow from you, it has to flow into you. And the only way that it flows into you is by abiding in his word, by mellowing with him, by the depending on him, by continuing with him, and ultimately by connecting to him. Now you begin to have a flow into you, and from there you begin to flow, flow to your life, flow to your business, and flow to your marriage, flow to your relationships, and you begin to experience fruitfulness, for out of you shall flow rivers of living water. I pray that that flow there will be a flow from you, a flow of joy, a flow of peace. And wherever that stream, wherever that streams or river flows into, it brings life. It brings life. It brings life. Let peace flow from you to the world around you. Let joy flow from you to the situations around you. Let the fullness of God flow from you to the situations around you. Let there be life, I pray, all around you. Whatever the devil have destroyed or killed around you that is meant to be a life at the as the river begins to flow from you, life will come and spring forth for you in your marriage, in your home, in your health, in your body, in your business, in your finances, in every area of your life, in your day-to-day endeavors, according to his will. May you never lose your hunger for his word, for communion with him, for a koinonia with Jesus, fellowship with him. May your week be blessed, I pray. Go into this week and prosper. Go into this week and excel. Go and be all that God has called you to be. Remember, if you abide in him and his words abide in you, you will bear much fruit and your fruit will remain. The Lord bless you. Till I come your way again, I remain yours truly. Pastor George, stay blessed and keep on winning. Remember, it is not over until you win. God bless you.